Hi, love. Today's episode is a hidden healing gem to help antidote the avoidant attachment style struggle, right? And the hidden healing gem is a book called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Now, this book came in hot after Brene Brown went viral from her 2011 TED Talk about shame and vulnerability that just was so timely in my own therapy practice. But her book, Daring Greatly, is kind of the manifesto (laughs) that I have often asked my husband, the avoidant attacher, to revisit, absorb, and integrate in order to help shore up the security in our marriage and also the way he parents our daughter. And if you read Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly, she will say that vulnerability and this book will help us shift how we live, love, lead, and parent. Hi, love. Welcome to Dear Divorce Diary, the podcast helping divorcees go beyond talk therapy to process your grief, find the healing you crave, and build back your confidence. I'm your host, Dawn Wiggins, a therapist, coach, integrative healer, and divorcee. Join me for a fresh approach to healing grief and building your confidence after divorce. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what is vulnerability, and we are going to challenge, just like Brene does in her book, we're going to challenge the notion that vulnerability is weakness, because that's often one of the setbacks to us embracing vulnerability. And then finally, we're going to talk also about shame resilience, what it is, and why having some resilience around the emotion of shame, and a lot of times we have a hard time even identifying how shame feels in our body-mind, but we're going to talk about how to spot that and how to increase our capacity to tolerate the emotion of shame and how that is all tied together in rehabbing and avoiding attachment style. All right, let's start our episode today with a quote that Brene Brown in the book, Daring Greatly, P.S., a link to this book will be in the show notes, (laughs) so you can find that there. Many of you have already heard of Brene Brown and you love her and you kind of get why her body of work is so valuable. She is a PhD researcher at the University of Houston, I believe. Uh, She's a social work researcher. Uh, meaning that her body of work, her whole career is about researching these concepts of things like vulnerability, shame, relationships. She did years of research on various emotions, and that is one of her most recent books, um, Atlas of the Heart. She studies these kind of therapeutic concepts, and I love using her work in my therapy practice and with my clients because I love it when we can take these concepts that feel esoteric or they feel like... Mm, Like you can't quite pin them down, right? And when we put research behind them, it helps us understand, oh, this isn't just a theory, right? This is something that has been validated on some level by some study. And so I think it makes those of us who've had attachment wounds, it helps us trust, right? And when so much of our attachment wounds cause us to not be able to trust because we don't have this kind of automatic secure brain map, the research helps us trust. So that's why I lean so heavily into Brene Brown. And when Brene Brown was preparing to write this book and she knew that her research was on vulnerability 
which is what the avoidant attacher struggles with most, right? Being able to feel, identify, and describe and discuss their emotions. That she found this quote by Theodore Roosevelt, and she puts this in the introduction to her book. And I'm going to read to you why this is so powerful. I'm going to read this quote to you by Teddy Roosevelt. It's called, The Man in the Arena. In this instance, love, the woman in the arena, right? Okay, it is not the critic who counts. Not the man or woman, I editorialized there, not the man or woman who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails or if she fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his or her place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. So this is the quote by Teddy Roosevelt that Brene Brown opens her book Daring Greatly with. And I think that this quote outlines probably your lived experience of couples counseling, right? That you are willing to go into couples counseling and you are willing to be in the arena and you are willing to have blood and sweat and dirt on your face and you are willing to do the hard work in the sessions and your partner was not able to even enter the arena in a meaningful way. And that's why, love, I picked this particular book as the antidote, let's call it, to the avoidant attachment style. And I think there's so much value for anxious attachers, disorganized attachers, avoidant attachers to read this book, to really understand the inner workings of vulnerability and how it is the glue that holds our relationships together at the end of the day. Because, as producer Joy and I like to say, We must have hard conversations to have deep, meaningful relationships. And we practice hard conversations all the time. What is a hard conversation? It's a conversation with boatloads of vulnerability. What is vulnerability? It's coming to a space with somebody else and saying, I'm going to expose myself to rejection by having this conversation with you. I'm going to expose myself to you disagreeing with me, to you not liking me, to you not wanting to be near me. I'm going to expose myself to the potential of feeling wounded. And that is vulnerability, love. It's not what we say. It's how much we allow ourselves to feel and experience exposure while we say it. Now, for most of us, we're often trying to cover up our vulnerabilities. When I think about how much money I spent on Sephora and injectables in my face in the course of my life, it's disturbing. (laughs) And why? Because I want to cover up my vulnerabilities. Because I want you to like me. Because I want you to approve of me. If anything, I want you to admire me. And too often we have substituted admiration for true, deep, meaningful relationships. So I'm done with the injectables. (laughs) In exchange, I want you to love me as I am for who I am 
whether or not I have wrinkles in my face, and I no longer care very much if you admire me. I more care about the depth of our connection. And so vulnerability is the willingness to come to the table exposed. Now, Brene Brown teaches us something just by putting Teddy Roosevelt's quote about the man in the arena in the beginning of the book. Now, over time, I've been able to expose myself vulnerably on the internet, right? Like whether you've been to my site, Dawn Wiggins Therapy, and you read about, you know, my previous divorce or how I got arrested or, you know, there's all kinds of stuff on my Dawn Wiggins Therapy website that is vulnerable stuff. I started posting that stuff probably around 2013, 2014. I have an old YouTube channel where I was speaking vulnerably, but 2013, 2014 is three to four years post-divorce. That is a boatload of therapy down the road, right? Three to four years of immersion in therapy, in Al-Anon, in group therapy, in professional, in um, personal development workshops, meaning I stood in a lot of rooms in groups of people and talked about my stuff vulnerably over and over and over again. And that amount of vulnerability and me being received positively by people is what allowed me to reshape and become more of that earned, secure style of attacher. And then could start writing about all of my least favorable moments on the internet. Now I can do it on a podcast in real time about things that are unfolding. Most of the time I can do it in real time. Not always. Sometimes I wait a month or two before I tell you about something, a path I walked a month ago, right? But that timeline is shorter. But love In the beginning, when we are learning about vulnerability, we need to do it with other people who are in the arena with us. You have just come out of a season where you didn't feel like you were in the, where your partner was in the arena with you, right? And so that's how we choose who to be vulnerable with in the beginning, is people who are willing to be in the arena and also get blood, sweat, and dirt on their face at the same time. If that's how we pick safe people, emotionally safe people today, right? And so in those spaces, when we're sharing the arena with people and we're choosing to be vulnerable, vulnerability is not weakness. It is courage. In fact, I want you to think about all the times that you have admired someone for being vulnerable and you have said to yourself, damn, I don't know how they did that. Because you admire the courage, Vulnerability is the opposite of weakness, and this is the thrust of Brene Brown's dialogue in the book. This is what her research revealed as she was collecting all of her research and and, um, compiling in the book. She is noticing that the people who have the deepest, most meaningful relationships are, in fact, the ones who embrace vulnerability the most. They approach their relationships with courage, boatloads of courage, and boatloads of compassion. And that that is what creates strong relationships. And so where we judge for ourselves vulnerability as weakness, the opposite is true. And that's what I want you to read into the pages of her book. And then she teaches us that shame resilience is what is essential in order to be able to practice vulnerability consistently. What is shame resilience? Well, do you remember me telling you that story so long ago? I don't remember which episode it's in. If I remember, I'll stick it in the show notes. But it's the story where my current husband and I, we were having sex and I had to pee. And to tell him to pee was making me feel horribly ashamed. And so I got up and I ran away and I cried in the shower for hours and hours. That's probably an exaggeration. Felt like hours and hours. (laughs) 
And so that feeling of needing to run away and hide in the shower and not being able to talk, that's shame. So I want you to think about moments in your life where you felt like, I cannot face someone right now. I am too ashamed. I can't face it. That's what that's the sensation I want you to seek in your body mind so that you know how to spot shame when it comes up. Shame, Brene Brown taught me this. Shame is the great disconnector. It is the emotion that drives us to withdrawal. It would it drives us to hide. It drives us to ghost. It drives us to shut down communication. And we need to become more resilient to shame. But when we have attachment wounds, love, we are not resilient to shame because we associate shame with automatic rejection, automatic disapproval, not just rejection, but disapproval. And so all those years of immersing myself in therapy with people who approved of me and validated me for being vulnerable is what allowed me to be able to reshape that and to cultivate more resilience around the emotion of shame. Being able to say, oh, I see that feeling coming up. And not only do I have to hang in there with it, but I also must be vulnerable with someone else who's in the arena with me. This is a lot of what I teach my couples when I'm working in couples counseling is for them to have more shame resilience with each other. And it is the thing that allows us to connect more deeply with one another. So when you feel shame rise up in your body, to breathe through it, to check out whether or not the person you're going to speak to is willing to be in the arena with you and then speak it and then hang in there while they find their response, right? Because there aren't that many Americans that are super great at vulnerability. We're learning, we're practicing, right? But we're not that great at it. So sometimes, you know, our responses that we get from people might be well-intended, but they might not know what to say, but that doesn't mean that they're not in the arena with you. So you got to breathe through that waiting for their response also, right? And over time, love, you will find the pockets inside of yourself that are avoidant and you will recognize better in other people when they are doing avoidant attachment style stuff. If you have an avoidant attacher in your life and they're open to these conversations, this book is medicine. And if you need to get better at spotting avoidant attachers in your life, this book is medicine. Link is in the show notes. I love you so much. Peace. Dear Divorce Diary is a podcast by My Coach Dawn. You can find more at mycoachdawn.com.